We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, what becomes of a broken heart? Well... I think we've all been down this road so many times that your heart's already been broken, ripped out, shredded. You're probably null and void, so this is just another chapter of that. By the way, PFF, they were a little late in getting out their grade subject to review this morning when I left. Um, But Nick Ackridge, who is kind of their local correspondent, if you will, uh, put out the five highest graded commanders no surprise, Chase Young, a 90 out of 100. I mean, he was he was very good yesterday, and that was clear and obvious to anyone uh, that watched. Benjamin St. Juice, number two, 81.7. Uh, he got beat on that 42-yarder, I want to say, by Jalen Hyatt. Or am I thinking of the wrong one? Maybe it was the early big play to Jalen Hyatt? One of those two. Uh, but still, an 81.7. Montez Sweat, 78.7. Number three, Jonathan Allen, 72.9. These are all out of 100. Number four, Terry McLaurin, 71.5 out of 100. Back to the calls we go. Uh, let's start our number two with Jason in Laurel. What up, Jason? How are you? Hey, Rooster. First time caller. I love the show. Thanks nice to have you aboard. All right, Jason. Hang on one yep. second. Hang on, hang I on, loved hang you on. on Doc last night. Oh, there you go. All right, all right. We got the Rick Floor. <laughs> loved you on Doc last night, and I love yeah. the music you play. I awesome. appreciate it, man. Thank so you. listen, I'm 49 years old. 49. We have okay. not been good as a franchise. 49. Mm-hmm. I know I sound like I'm 12. No, that's right. I promise you I'm 49. No, I just wanted to make sure I heard it right because I'm 50. So my we, as, you, as you could probably we, relate, my hearing is not as good as it once used to be. Yeah, with me, it's the eyesight, but I get it. Um, we haven't been that good too. since I was a junior in high school. Yeah. You know, the 91 season, they won the Super Bowl in 92. We haven't been good since then. But more than not being good, what I'm more concerned about than anything else, look, we were outplayed yesterday. We were outcoached yesterday. We've continually been outcoached. This this regime's continually been outcoached. Gruden was outcoached when he was here. It's happened, it's happened, it's happened. But we have been so guilty of what Sheen calls franchise malpractice. You know, we don't get nothing for Kurt. Kurt Williams is winning Pro Bowls elsewhere. we got Pro Bowl offensive linemen other places. They're not here. Green Bay's got a defensive end that he went to a Pro Bowl that was here. You know, we, we've got head coaches that were position coaches here. We've let all these people out of the building and got nothing for yep. them. Yep. What I want to know and what I'd like to hear your thoughts about is, is Harris going to grab the reins and see if we can sell some of this talent? Because this group is gone. 
and it doesn't matter if they're gone today or gone right. January 18th, the next guy coming in is going to want his players, and he wants he's going to want draft picks. So can we get some draft capital so we can reload the cover? I'd love to keep uh, Scary Terry. I'd love to keep Jonathan Allen. But we got to sell what we have. Because, look, we might not win another game this year. Yeah. I don't think that's hyperbole. They're, they're just outcoached. There's no passion. You know, there are good players on this team. And that's the thing that's the son of a bitch about it. Yeah. Part of my language. That's right. I think this team has more talent than we've had in it a long time. It absolutely does, Jason. I, and, and that is, by the way, Ron, how he's positioned his resume is, go ahead, fire me. Send me my Super Bowl ring when the team that I assembled wins the Super Bowl. Well, Here's the problem. He has assembled a talented roster for the most part. He's also a talent, uh, assembled a roster that for whatever reason, and there's probably about 15 of them, they are not consistent. They don't show up on time. They don't play hard all the time. They don't play smartly all the time. They're overmatched at times. They're overwhelmed at times. I mean, a variety of different things, right? So to your point. Now, here's the one thing I would say. I would never trade Terry McLaurin. He's too good. Uh, you still have to have some players. He's under contract. Uh, he just signed the contract last year. Jonathan Allen obviously signed his contract a couple of years ago. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you trade clear, him, but, but everybody Chase, else is on the table. Yeah, Chase and Montez and 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 Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson and anyone else that you can get a donut for, a donut for, of course you try and trade. Now, here's how I think it's going to work. Um, Jason, I, I think they're going to wait until they lose or see how they respond Sunday against the Eagles, and they probably lose, probably lose a close one. Maybe they win, and maybe that gives them a false sense of hope, but they probably lose a close one, 3-5, and five, and then the deadline is Tuesday, I think, at 4 on Halloween, and that gives them about 36 hours to clean house. And, it's Russell and Medhurst. Whoa. Wow. Um, that That's an oldie but goodie. Wow. <laughs> Um, so so that's what I think. I don't think they make a move this week. I could be wrong, but I don't think they make a move this week. I just want to see draft picks. I heard. Um, because the, the, the next guy, he's going to have to retool. And it's a yeah. shame yeah. that the roster is going to be retooled because yeah. there are, I think, some gems on this roster. Yep. I want but the draft it's, picks it's, next it's year. I want the draft picks in 2024, first yeah. year of a new regime. I don't want them via the compensatory method in 2025 which is not guaranteed, by the way, because it's factored into right. how much money you spend on your own roster. And let's be honest, uh, play, a new coach is going to want to retool and reshuffle and spend money. I mean, look at what Sean Payton did in Denver. He went out and spent a boatload of money. So uh, that's the thing. I appreciate the phone call, Jason. Good to hear from you. Always welcome first-time callers. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we always try and give you the little Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, sometimes Maddie's a little bit busy, so sometimes Woo! we got to wait a little bit to, until he hears it. Uh, but he just gave it to you uh, again a second time. Uh, so that's how much we like uh, Jason there in Laurel and pretty much all first time callers. Let's get to uh, let's get to our buddy Sean in Connecticut right here on the Team Nine Eighty. Sean, did you wind up going yesterday? It was a complete you know what show for me trying to get in there. Did you oh, wind yeah. up going? Yeah, no, I was. Right in section 106 in the end zone. Oh. Um, and I was telling Matt the only good thing – I guess there's two good things that came out of the game yesterday. Um, and if if we were – like, if, if you had a show like Doc, and I'm not sure if it was Doc Linden – basically, if you had a post-game show, I would be probably screaming right now. But just a uh, – there are two positive things that came out of the game. One – 
we're one game closer to Ron Bum. I'm, I'm not, I'll just call him a bum. I'll be. I'll, I'll. I've called him a lot of names. I'll call him a bum today, even though he deserves a lot more than that. We're one game closer until him being gone. Number two, I sat next to an older couple, and all the fans around me were. I was the only Redskins fan in the entire section. Like the entire. There was. I saw maybe five. Like there were not a lot of. Uh, Commanders fans. It did not feel that way out of 81,000. And and that is unusual because they usually travel really well, but they tend to travel better to the south and not the north. Yeah. So the older couple next to me actually are from the town where my grandparents live. So that was really cool. But that's that's where about the good stuff ended. And I'll, I'll try to go quick here. Number one. Early on in the game, he shouldn't have declined that penalty on third down. It was third and goal. They didn't get it. He declined it. Next play, Waller touchdown. I don't agree with that. Number two, Ron Rivera, after the Bears game, said, we got 12 games left. We'll figure it out. Last night, when he said, we have 10 games left, you never know what's going to happen, I was like, is this – am I living in, like, a nightmare? It's like that movie where you die. Or, and like you wake up and, and you live the same day over and over again. Like, is this what? Are we stuck in the matrix here or something? And th- him keep saying this makes me think that the ownership told him we're not going to fire you midseason. We'll let you have this season, but no, like you have to show us why we should keep you here. Number two, and this is not going to happen, but this is how bad it is. The only, the only thing that he can do. To, to prove to the fan base that he belongs to be here after this year is to win a Super Bowl. And he's mm-hmm. not going to do it. So there's literally nothing he can do or say or anything he can do to prove to anybody that he belongs here. Sean, listen, um, I, I, thing, I, like what he says at this point is, is, is insignificant. I mean, you know he's going to give yeah. you a, a bunch of coffee house crap. Uh, it should be flushed out of one ear and out the other. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it, it's insignificant. I want to I go back yeah. to the penalty. I think this is a critical sequence, and I myself lost track of this a little bit uh, in, in the aftermath of it because, like, it was third and five, and Justin Pugh – takes the holding penalty because Chase Young beats him to the inside like a rented mule, okay? And Ron yeah, does yeah. take the 10-yard penalty. Now, listen, I personally disagree with you because I would back up a anemic offense with a torn and tattered offensive line from 3rd and 5 to 3rd yeah. and 15. Here's the bottom line. Again! Again! Again, on third and 15 or third and ridiculous, they allow a huge play. They're playing a soft zone, which is actually, I didn't mind the call, but again, it's the execution where Jamin Davis and, uh, or maybe it was David Mayo, one of the two, uh, and and then I, I think it was Cam Curl on the backside are just too late in zone. They are uh, their zones yeah. are so loose, are so big, are so soft. And again, I know it's third and 15, but for God's sakes, they let Darren Waller just go right down the field and just pitch a tent. Yeah, no. It's just it's 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 it, it's incredible how bad they seem to play every week and every time we play the Giants with how much they've invested in the defense. And a couple last quick points. Jonathan Allen, this is probably the third time that he's – maybe the second time that he's, like, raged after a game. I do not care what you think. 
do something about it yeah. before the game or during the game. Yep. And the last thing, this is probably the worst offensive line I have ever seen in my entire life. I was telling all the Giants fans yesterday, these are our starters. We're healthy, and they're this bad. I'm honestly convinced, Chris, that me and you could have picked a, an offensive line that would have performed better than this because it can't get worse. Yeah. It cannot get worse. Well, no, actually it can. Thank you, Sean. Uh, sorry we didn't get to meet up yesterday. It actually can. They're taking on the Eagles this Sunday. The Patriots defense, which is better than you realize. Oh, and by the way, that Bill Belichick fellow. And then the Seahawks and Pete Carroll and Witherspoon and Bobby uh, Wagner and everyone else that they have in the next three weeks. It can get a lot worse. And maybe that's what it needs to be. Maybe the season needs to completely unravel before Thanksgiving and Dallas in order for Josh Harris and his group to not feel like they're the bad guys and to not want to blow things up. Because I understand they want to be patient. But maybe that's what it's going to take. And actually, again, it can get a lot worse starting this Sunday. It can get a lot worse. Uh, 301-230-0980, let's get to... Uh, JYD has been on hold the longest. JYD on this show by any other name on another show. What's up, JYD? How you doing, uh, Rooster? How are the you, only pal? Thing I can say, the only thing I can say about this team is that, A, I don't look at what happened yesterday or what happened two days ago, two games ago and all that. I'm only looking forward to the future. And for this season is going to be what you're dealing with right now. Hollering and screaming and what the coordinators should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing and all that. What we should, what I'm doing is I'm on, on Saturdays, I'm looking at college football games, looking at Bo Nix, looking at the kids from, uh, from Washington. And I'm, I'm just waiting. What we have to wait, though, the big question is what all this stuff about the group, what the group is going to do. You know one thing? We don't know because it could be that this guy has already said, hey, I already spent $6 billion. On, I'm already $6 billion in debt for this team. I'm, I'm going to make Ron Rivera earn Every another year of what he needs, to, of what his contract calls for, he might, he might not want to. He might not want to pay five or six million dollars plus the, a whole coaching staff money. He just might not want to do that, or whatever. So, so, so all the people out there waiting for 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 what for what big move is going to be made, you might not get it. You know, JYD, that's not a bad point. That's not a bad point at all. I don't think that's the way it will happen, but I can't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I cannot do, I disqualify you, it. But don't. But, but I'm saying let's not discount it. Right. No. 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 Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it'll happen, but I don't disqualify it because you're right. I mean, listen. When you spend six billion, you shouldn't be nickel and diming over five million. But that's not the way. 
billionaires work. Sometimes they do do that. And they might do that because it's not only just Ron's salary, it's everyone else's salary, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And don't forget now, there have been rumors that other people have come on, especially a man, I forgot his name from Philadelphia, who uh, uh, he writes for the paper. He says that, hey, this guy is a cheapskate. He's all about making money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple of guys, uh, especially Howard Eskin, but I think they have a bitter, bitter, bitter rivalry. But there has been, listen, now, the one thing I will say, they fired Doc Rivers after three consecutive playoff appearances in Philadelphia because he couldn't get them past the second round. And I think Doc had at least one more year left on his contract. I believe I'd have to double check that. So they did fire Doc, which was somewhat unexpected. And that was with a lot more success than Ron Rivera has had both this year and in the previous couple of years. Because even if you look in a JYD, I appreciate it. Even if you look in year one, by any measure, that was not a success. They were seven and nine. They were six and nine the last week of the season. And it took, you know, a, a, I mean, it took basically a test trial to take Jalen Hurts out and to put Nate Sudfeld in in the fourth quarter in order for them to actually win that game. Otherwise, they would have been 6-10. and 6-10, and ten, no division, no playoffs, no Brady, no you know Saturday night at FedEx Field on NBC where people go, whoa, whoa, look at the commander. 6-10, no playoffs. 7-10, no playoffs. 8-8-1, eight, eight no playoffs. And whatever this disaster is going to be. And, and again, this is a nine-win team roster. I just know it is. It's a nine-win roster. The roster is good enough. You know what's not good enough? The excuses. The play. The consistency. The week-to-week preparation. The week-to-week urgency. How many times have I been screaming for years on whatever outlet I've had, and on this show for three years now, about the lack of urgency, about not playing with their hair on fire, whatever you want to color it, this team doesn't have it. But they all know how to line up for their paychecks. Trust me, they all know that. 218 on the Team 980. More of your calls coming up. Jay Gruden expected to join us at the bottom of the hour, as he normally does, right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Oh, nowhere to run, baby. Yeah. And no chance to run, too. Only idiots believe that the commanders are doing the right thing. Ah, idiots are strong. 73% of the time, they are dropping back to pass. 27% of the time, they are running. Does that sound like a smart plan? Does that sound like this offense is built for that? Is there any, is there one iota, one shred of evidence that would make you believe that the right thing to do, the common sense thing to do, Warren Sharp, is to, Grant Paulson, pass 73% of the time? Or to drop back to pass, Danny Ruye, 73% of the time? I mean, really? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? You cannot protect your quarterback. The quarterback cannot protect himself. And yet you guys keep doing the same damn thing. And it's not just because it's third and 15. No, that's a regular occurrence. But you see, when you play an actual, like, other NFL offense, they make third and 15 look look like a walk in the park, as we just talked about with Darren Waller. Only this team can't figure anything out. All right, let's get back to the calls. Uh, Let's go to Noel in Chicago. Been listening on the Odyssey app and waiting on far too long. Noel, thanks for being patient. How are you? Uh, Same as everybody else. Not doing well, uh, but thank you for asking, Chris. (laughs) Um, It's been brutal. It's obviously brutal. Uh, Look, I mean, everything is in disarray. Like, no one's surprised that Ron didn't make any adjustments until later. No one is surprised about Jack Del Rio and some of the big plays that get given up. No one is surprised about the offensive line being as bad as they are because it wasn't addressed with the front office. My biggest frustration, though, is on two guys, Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell, because both of these guys really have something to prove. Regardless if we're winning more games or losing more games, we really need to see these guys do much, much better. Eric needs, uh, needs to do a better job, obviously, with his play calling. He knows that he can't be dropping back 70 times. Sorry, not 70 times, 70% of the time with his play calling. But honestly, Chris, I'm getting really frustrated with Sam Howell, too. And I understand that he's not getting protection, but he knows he's not getting protection. He's getting sacked. What is he at? 40 sacks on the year? Yep. It's, and it's an intentional grounding penalty. I thought there was two right. intentional grounding penalties. Apparently only one. Yeah, and Chris, he's a captain on this football team. Yep. I, I cannot believe, like, I, and again, I don't have any proof of this, but, like, he should not be standing for this knowing that this, this is his best chance to really be a franchise quarterback. 
he's going to go down on this ship with the regime if he also doesn't step up and try to do something different. And I understand, you know, he has a very bad habit of holding the ball, but the problem obviously was the offensive line. He needs to speak up and be a leader and not be content with getting killed out there. Like that's my biggest thing too with him, because if you're a captain and he's 23 years old, he's been playing football the majority of his life or a good part of his life. He knows that this offensive line is struggling. He knows that they're going to outright blitz him. He needs to also let Eric Bieniemy know, hey, like I, I can't take any much more of this. We really got to work together, and you got to play to my strengths because he's going to go down with this ship. And if at the end of the year he continues to play like this, where we know he has some ability, mm-hmm. like he might as well just go down with him if he feels content about this because he seems like a really nice guy who wants to play nice and go by what the coaches, did, well, coaches he, say. Here, here's my but, question, though, and it's a good point, but like, how in the course of a week – do they have all of these meetings and there's supposedly so much film review and so many meetings and so many this and nobody can figure out that dropping back eight steps and nine steps every, almost every snap is not working. Is not working. Well, and that he can't and they simultaneously they can't protect him and he's part of that and they're a part of that meaning the staff and the offensive line it's not one or the other I still think it's more on Sam but yesterday I felt live that it was more on the offensive line and the coaching staff and a lack of adjustments in the first half than necessarily Sam whereas I haven't felt that way every single Sunday or game day because to me I think after seven games he knows Sam Howell knows that there is an innate problem that the line is going to not hold up. And he also needs to like communicate that to Eric B and say, like after the first series, he needs to actually say, look, rip up this game plan. I'm going to get killed out there. We got to start running the ball more. Have, have the balls to actually do that because of the fact that you want your shot to me. That's, that's just what I personally think just based off of seven games where if you had a game plan and even if you were stubborn about it, and I don't know, maybe like, you, I don't know, okay? Like, cause I don't know how he is as far as like how he's communicating, you know, with Eric Bieniemy. But what, what I get the sense of is that he wants to go by the game plan and he wants to prove that he can be the quarterback that the coaching staff is asking him to be. But with this offensive line, he can't be that. Like, that's my biggest frustration. Right, and he right. needs to know that. And I think he knows that. So like, he needs to be a captain be a leader, know that this is really your best shot, and really have your foot forward in the offense, too. Yep, no doubt. Both of these guys, to me, need to do something. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate the phone call. It's a good call, as always. Thank you, Noel. Uh, Good to hear from you. Let's go to John in Oklahoma, who's also been waiting on uh, for a while on the Odyssey app. John, how are you? Oh, well, you know, misery Monday, as usual. Yes, yeah. It's it's always the feeling around here, or almost always the feeling. Yeah, got this uh, TV where I can watch every game they lose. That's even worse, you know. Before I had that, only come about three times a year. It's not slow death. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. You know, me and my wife go through it every year. She said, "Why do you want to keep doing that to yourself or do it to us?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess, like the rest of." I mean, fans. I mean, as human beings, a lot of us are, and I know I am in a lot of different ways in my life, a glutton for punishment. Yeah. 
you know. I heard that, and we're getting a lot of punishment for whatever reason. But I uh, yesterday was the worst O line performance I think I've, I can remember ever seeing out of this team. Looking back a long time, I've been a fan, you know, several decades. But anyway, uh, Ben, I think he's just trying to put too much, man. He he's still thinking he's calling plays in Kansas City a lot of times. I I get the feeling in huh? I I, I listen to his interviews and stuff, and he says he wants to push these players to make them do stuff that they don't think they're capable of doing and show them they can't. Mm-hmm. You can only do so much with so much, you know, you can only beat a rent mill so many times. He's only going to get up and, you know, plow for you. But anyway, he, he just, uh, any, here's my one to really call for. Anybody that judges Sam for this kind of offensive line play is ludicrous. They just, it's, it's just not even fair to anybody to judge, judge any quarterback off this line play. Well, let me ask you this, though, John. Has it been as bad as it was yesterday in every game? I don't think it has been, and I don't think anybody else thinks it has been. No, it hasn't, but it's not been good. You know, two years ago, we were supposed to have a really bad, really bad line, if you remember, but they did more with that line than they ever did, thought they could. And the last year was supposed to have been a better line than the year before, but it got worse, and it's gotten worse, you know. That, that center yesterday, uh, Oates or whatever, man, he was pulling his pants up after every play. I mean, he was getting gates. just blown off the yeah. gates. Yeah. yeah, not Oates. Came from the Giants. But yep. It's just, a, it's just a mess. Uh, you know, kind of this offensive line is kind of a karma deal with me because whenever we let Trent out the door for absolutely nothing, yep. you know, it's kind of what you end up with. He's the best, maybe all time. So you know, you get what you, uh, you know, you kind of get what you deserve in a way like that. You. You can't let a guy ever get out like that. And I know that wasn't wrong. That was, uh, well, you know, we won't talk about it. But anyway, he's coming up in a minute. But um, I just can't believe this team is, you know. But I, you're also looking at, we're playing a fourth-place schedule. But we're also running up against the AFC East. It's probably as good as they've been well, a long and, time. And, and here's the thing, but they've also been ambushed by some bad teams. And that's two of oh, their lo- and that's two of their losses, obviously. It's one thing if they lose to the Eagles, everybody expects you to lose to the Eagles. You lose to the Cowboys, you lose to the 49ers, everybody expects. You don't expect to be uncompetitive for the most part against the Giants and to get blown out by the Bears. John, I appreciate uh, the phone call. As always, time for a quick trending alert. And then Jay Gruden. All right, Monday Night Football tonight. It is the San Francisco 49ers. Looks like they're going to have Christian McCaffrey back. No Debo Samuel, Trent Williams doubtful against Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, who, of course, are 2-4. and four. No Justin Jefferson. Uh, Vikings just getting their second start. Game at uh, 8.15. Pre-game coverage, 7.30. Westwood 1 on the Odyssey app, 106.7 The Fan tonight. And that's what's trending. Uh, could be the end of the road coming soon. That's what it could be. Ugh. Another really, 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 really disappointing performance for the Commanders on Sunday. Ah, oh, man. At MetLife Stadium. Just can't figure that team out no matter how good, bad, or indifferent they are. And they've been a little bit of both over the years. And uh, 
One guy who used to go toe-to-toe, head-to-head with Big Blue was Jay Gruden, and he's with us here as he is each and every Monday right around this time. On air and off the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly, and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet and Sterling all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at Ted Britt dot com uh jay good afternoon how are you uh what is it about the new york giants that the commanders by any other name cannot figure out <laughs> I, I don't know i know that uh they couldn't figure out a protection plan yesterday against wink yeah my man wink the defensive coordinator yeah. brought it and brought it often and uh they had no answer so Let's start there um, because they did make some adjustments. I thought they brought in some extra, you know, bulk in the second half. They only allowed one sack and one intentional grounding in the second half compared to the five sacks and the countless pressure in the first half. A, is that what you saw? Um, and 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 B, what in the hell would take you that long to make that kind of an adjustment against that defensive coordinator, that identity and scheme, and and also by the way, a really talented defensive line. It's not like they're playing with tiddlywinks on the defensive line. No, they have a good defensive line. I mean, they won a lot of games last year with that group, and and they were uh, very effective. And then you throw in the variety of blitzes that you see whether they're an empty they got the empty automatics they got the five down looks and they're bringing two others and uh just confused washington all day so you know they did try to bring in some big guys and, and do some more max protection get sam out on the edge a little bit which was really their only answer the little quarterback half rollouts was their only answer but other than that you know it was just a it was uh it was not a good day for pass protection watchage <laughs> and and no doubt i mean it was ugly on tv it was ugly at metlife stadium i mean by any account um the pressure at early jay came it seemed like up the middle and then they started corner blitzing and then cave on thibodeau off the edge warmed up uh and others um I, again, I know it's not this simple. I know you've told me this. I've figured it out. I've asked. Coaches don't make adjustments just at halftime. They make adjustments as you go along. Is there any way that anybody on that offensive staff down in Washington on the sideline couldn't have thought in the first half, hey, something's not right here. We're not doing something good here. Let's not make any adjustments. Or do you think they recognized it and just for whatever reason were hoping that they could snap out of it? Well, the issue was it's, it was different pressures, and Wink does a good job of having different pressures out of out of same looks. You know, the five down looks, they'll bring a linebacker, they'll bring a linebacker in safety, they'll bring, they'll drop the linebackers and then just rush four. So they really confused them. There's not really an answer. You can max protect, but then they rush four. They 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 play man underneath your receivers. You got nowhere to go. That happened a couple times as well. So it's just, you know, center had a, Nick Gates had a rough day. Uh, but he's letting stunts come right up the middle. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, edge pressure coming right off the edge for poor Sam. Sam had nothing. I mean, Sam missed a couple throws early in the game that he should have hit, like just a hitch he throws over the guy's head and another out route he throws in the dirt. But he had no chance uh, for for majority of the time in the first half and third quarter. Right. As you and I have talked, and obviously everybody has weighed in different opinions, I, I felt before, uh, meaning before yesterday, that Sam could have done more. Yesterday, it didn't. To your point, it didn't feel like that live. Now I haven't watched, you know, the all twenty-two and all that crap, and I'm not a coach, obviously, like you have been. Um, so you're saying essentially the same thing that I walked away live with, which was, 
he, it really didn't seem like there was a lot he could do. Maybe there was, but may, it didn't seem like that. So it's good to have that perspective, obviously, that you're providing. Um, could they – all right, let me ask you this. You know I like to run the football. Uh, Jay, they're, they're, they're throwing the football at about a 72%, 73% clip when you count the dropbacks, the sacks uh, – uh, you know the 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 not the scrambles, you know because those are called pass plays, so on and so forth. It's about a seventy three twenty seven split. It, I mean, should they be doing? So- I know that's elementary, and you can't break it down as simple as that. But doesn't something seem wrong about that? I guess. Yeah, it does. Uh, something seems wrong. They need to get a tight end that can block. That'll help. Uh, Logan Thomas is going to hurt somebody. He's just getting uh, bamboozled in the running game, and mm. they got to get another tight end there to, in there to block to have a chance in the running game. Otherwise, you got to block, you know, five offensive linemen against six most of the time. You're not going to have any holes, you know, if you got to run RPOs all day, and and uh, those aren't working too well for him either. And, and linemen are having trouble getting up to the next level. They're not getting any movement at all. I can see why he would be frustrated and not be too confident in running the football, but right. when you can't pass protect either, I don't know what they are confident in. Um, so last week, Charles Leno had the unfortunate situation with his daughter. Uh, everybody has, you know, lots of, uh, of, um, you know, sympathy for that situation. He wasn't great yesterday either. You mentioned Gates, obviously from the very first series in his return to New York struggled, Wiley struggled, what have you. Uh, it, was there a case in your mind, like if you were making the head coaching or offensive coordinator decisions, where you would have said at some point yesterday, you know what, we've got to put Cornelius Lucas, we got to put in a Ricky Stromberg, we got to do something just to change something up. Besides, ultimately, some of the schematic stuff that we talked about that did change a little bit in the second half, meaning a personnel change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to try something because uh, there was absolutely nothing happening on offense and pass protection or in the running game. You know, you have 15, you have one for 15 on third down, something, mm-hmm. something's up. And they're not third down. They're not many of them were third and less than four. You know, you had a couple of those. They failed on those two. Yeah. Uh, when, you're, when you're in third and eight and nine every time, then you got to against Wink Martindale and they're stunting and twisting and guys can't get off and, and pick up their guy. It is a nightmare. You got to try something or somebody. You tweeted at coach underscore Jay Gruden, at coach underscore Jay Gruden, how you can follow uh, our guest on the BetQL guest hotline, Jay Gruden, uh, each and every Monday just past 2.30. Giants look like the 85 Bears. Now, obviously, I mean, that's a little hyperbole, but we all knew that the Giants, again, had this talented defensive front. Deontay Banks on the back end looks like the real deal, even though Terry got him a couple of times in the second half. When you... Like teams want or fans want to know why teams don't blitz more like Wink Martindale does, even with a talented defensive line. Is it because teams don't feel as confident in their guys on the back end that they can handle man, or is it just a a a a style and a personality and a DNA type thing? Uh, A little bit of both. Some people don't have the back end to blitz, and sometimes they can get pretty uh, they they get confused with some of the different fronts and motions that you see, but. Washington is pretty standard in their in their formation, so it's a little bit easier to blitz a team like Washington uh, because they're uh, they're not motioning and do a lot of the jet sweep stuff that confuses the defense. And they can either play man under, they can play a fire zone, a two deep fire zone, or three deep fire zone, or just play man and rush five. And they did that a lot mm-hmm. uh, with just five guys. But yeah, uh, it, it's it's in the DNA of some people. Some coaches are just ultra aggressive, and and you got to know that going in. I mean, right. you got to have some. 
you got to understand Wink Martindale is going to heat you up on yeah. you know third down. Yeah, because he's always done it, right? I mean, he's done it his entire career, certainly in Baltimore and now with the Giants. I mean, maybe not to the degree that he did yesterday where it seemed like they were just coming from every angle uh, and throwing everything up at them uh, but the kitchen sink. But, you know, uh, ultimately um, – you know, they didn't figure it out fast enough. I think we can safely say that. Um, moving forward, um, well, you know, let, let me ask you this. The defense, I mean, they had two awful series. I mean, the Giants carved them up like a hot knife through butter, but then they shut them down for the most part after that. They got the key late turnover. What did you think about the commander's defense overall? I mean, Chase certainly looks spry. Um, and then you get a sprinkle of Montez and Duran and John Allen but again, it just doesn't seem like it's enough. It doesn't seem like it's enough for me, you know, with those four first rounders on the front. You know, Chase got one sack; he was unblocked, and he had another good sack, and and Montez had a good sack. But you know, you, you can't give up, you know, almost 400 yards of New York Giants. Mm-hmm. They, they have been abysmal on offense all year. They got their backup quarterback playing. I know it's Tyrod; he's played a lot of football. They don't really have a receiving threat down the field. Hyatt is their speed guy. You know, he's going deep. You just got to play on top of him, and he got beat behind him twice. That can't happen. Uh, and, and Waller's really their only internal threat, and he has nine catches and a touchdown, you know, on third down and 15. Uh, you know, he just – the linebacker just freezes, and he runs right behind the linebacker right. for an easy touchdown, which is which is crazy. But what, know, Was, was that the, the right decision from Ron uh, – sorry to jump in just before I yeah. forget. Was that the right decision from Ron on third and five to accept the 10 – because, I mean, it makes sense to back an anemic offense up to third and 15, Jay, but, I mean, Waller just runs right down the middle, like you said, and just, hello, hi, I'm here, nobody's near me in zone. Am I, am I mistaken? Would it have been fourth and two? No, it went from third and five to fourth and fifteen. So if they would have declined the penalty, oh, if they would have declined the penalty, it would have been fourth and five from the. Uh, let me see here. It would have been fourth and five from the Washington five. So or fourth and goal from the five. Yeah, yeah, it would have been fourth and two or three. Yeah, I don't understand that one at all. I've never heard of that. Were yeah. they afraid they'd go for it? Because they're already in field goal range. The only time you take a penalty like that is if it's you know, on their brink of field goal range. Like if they're at the 35-yard right, line, and right. he might back them up and get them out of field goal range. But, right. the, but they're already in field goal range. Because that's, it's a 0-0 zero, zero game at that point because Gano missed the early field goal. And so it's nothing-nothing at that point. Um, yeah, force them to go for it on fourth and two. I mean, you got a great defense. Force them to go for it on fourth and two or kick the field goal from there. Well, again, so. it wouldn't even be fourth and two. If I'm not, if I'm doing my math, it would be fourth and five. If you decline the penalty on Tyrod, third and five. I think Tyrod scrambled for about a two or three yard gain, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and uh, it would have been fourth and three. Oh, out. right. You're, you're right, because the play would have counted. Uh, that's where I'm getting screwed yeah. up. My bad. My bad. You're yeah. right. You're, you're absolutely right. But you're saying still you should challenge them to go for that instead of third and 15. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. See, I thought third and 15, I could live with that decision. If you, you know, like I hate when Jack, you know, sends all sorts of pressure and goes crazy on third and 15, third and 17, which he's done a couple of times over the last few years, and they get burnt for it. But I would, you know, I'd take my chances at third and 15 against an anemic offense. And yet, but again, I need somebody to stick to the one guy they have or the one main weapon that they have. And and he just ran right down the seam and boom, he was wide open. Either way, uh, we can debate forever. Would you trade Chase Young or Montez Sweat this week if you were the commanders? I probably would if you're not going to be able to sign them uh, both. you got to 
probably try to get something for him. If you can get a really good deal for him, I'd probably try to do it now instead of let him hit free agency and you just get a conditional pick. So right. the the you know what I mean? That you know that, that goes back to the old Kirk Cousins thing. We got a conditional yes. third and, and could have got two ones or whatever it is. So you gotta maximize your deal with a big talented guy like either Sweat or Chase Young for sure. And plus you get the picks. I mean with Kirk, they didn't get the pick or you guys didn't get the picks until a year plus later, right? Yeah, I, I mean that's the problem with the um, with the uh, not the supplemental draft, but the um, uh, with the compensatory picks. With the compensatory picks, it's a year later. Whereas if you trade one or both of them now, and my understanding is, and uh, you know, I'm not like calling any agents or anything. My understanding is they haven't even really begun any contract negotiations of any substantial amount with either one of them, and you know. Um, if you haven't, they're represented by the same guy, and Chase is probably having the better year in terms of overall wow production than Montez, whereas you couldn't have said that five weeks ago, and yet here you are basically spinning your wheels at three and four with the deadline uh, coming up. Uh, Jay Gruden with us. Um, one or two more, if you don't mind. Um, you know, obviously, at MetLife Stadium, so I didn't get to see around uh, the league. I I assume the Patriots beating Buffalo in Foxborough probably stood out. Uh, how about the Ravens absolutely slaughtering the Lions? Yeah, Lamar is incredible. I mean, he he did it in dirty pockets, clean pockets. He was he was the Lamar of old. He's uh, now put himself in the MVP race if he continues to play like that. The Ravens are, uh, you know, they're 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 now one of the top teams in the AFC for sure. They're going to be battling with Miami and obviously Kansas City. Right. Um, and, and, and again, surprised by the Patriots over the Bills, or is it just, hey, man, Bill Belichick and their defense is still pretty good, and, and Mac figured out a way to make some plays? Winning on the road is tough, no matter who it is. Bill Belichick's defense is very difficult. It is definitely a surprise because I think Buffalo has a better team top to bottom. Uh, they, just, uh, got, they just got beat by a, you know, a team that was a little bit more hungry and uh, played pretty much turnover-free in that game. Those are the best offense. They played. They have some major injuries. Ed Oliver didn't play, obviously. Yep. Milano's out for the year, and their best corners out for the year. Daquan Jones year, but... as well, Tredavious White. Yeah, yeah. Like so they, have some, they have some key, key, key pieces yeah. missing on that defense, which yeah. makes it very difficult. No, you're right. Uh, one team that doesn't have a lot of key pieces missing is the Eagles. Uh, they Not that they shut down two in the Dolphins last night, but they did a good enough job uh, on them. And, you know, Darius Slay obviously comes away with a big interception. They completely – you know, uh, stop the run or limit the run, I should say, for Miami. If you're Mike McDaniel and you're the Dolphins and Devin Chain ain't coming back for another couple of weeks, how do you make sure that that you keep that running game humming to complement Tua and so that it's not all on that offensive line, which is a little bit banged up? Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia did a great job, and I figured they would with their front four. They're, they're very good, and they can play zone and take some deep zone drops by their linebackers and make it tough on Tua. And that's what they did. They pretty much uh, they, they, they got pressure with four guys, and Philadelphia can do that. Not every team has that luxury. Some teams have to rush five and six and to try to manufacture pressure, but Philadelphia can do it with four and play different coverages to try to confuse Tua. So, yeah, it's a tough place to play in Philadelphia, and, and when their offense is rolling and, and possessing the ball, they're a tough team to beat too. That's the amazing thing. A lot of people think Philadelphia, and I know Desai is the new D.C., but even under Jonathan uh, Gannon, they didn't blitz a lot, right? People think of you know Jim Johnson and Jim Schwartz 
you know, who who won the Super Bowl as blitz, 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 blitz. Well, well that's not what these guys really do. I, I mean, Desai, I don't have as much of a handle on just yet. I, I I think he's a little more aggressive than maybe Gannon, Gannon was, but but they haven't blitzed a lot over the years, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, uh, like to your point, I mean, when you can line them up and play coverage, boy, it would be nice if you could actually depend on a bunch of defensive line thoroughbreds, right? It would be nice if you had yeah, that that's, consistently. That's what I think that's what Washington's trying to rely on. They're just not getting the yeah. <laughs> I, I was being sarcastic, Jeff. <laughs> All right, one last one that I got to bust your chops on because I, I think you were busting my chops, maybe. Maybe I shouldn't give myself too much credit. Overnight, I saw Dustin Hopkins had another incredible day. Must have been the ping pong table. Congrats. Was that a cheap shot on me? Or was that just... Everybody who got on me for having a ping pong table in the locker room. Oh, it's too nice to the players. The Jaguars have a golf simulator in their locker room, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, but you know, I was just teasing a little bit. Right? Maybe I was a little yeah, harsher yeah. than I well, should yeah, have been. A lot of people said that. Though. A lot of guys said that. <laughs> well, I was the leader in the clubhouse on that one because uh, you know, I, I mean, you know me. I say some things over the top from time to time. So uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I sometimes I get a little crazy. All right, uh, Jay. Talk to you next week. Thanks as always. Appreciate you. Uh, and like uh, check out Jay, of course, on Twitter uh, and uh, throughout the week. Uh, doing uh, various different podcasts, 33rd team and all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, all right? You got it. Thanks. There you go. That is Jay Gruden, uh, and he is brought to you by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Yes, indeed, he is. If I could just pull up my read again because my phone sucks. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters. Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling All Home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Ron Rivera going to meet with reporters just a few moments in Ashburn. We'll bring that to you uh, next right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.